what are some things that you guys learned during the last year and a half? Uh, so, so in terms of, uh, I want to set, a, set, I want to set a little bit of context, uh, a little bit of background on this. Um, so, so Kathy and I actually, you know, we've 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 been through some pretty other difficult challenges through our lives. Um, uh, um, one thing, of course, is we actually were in healthcare when the HIV um, HIV first came on on the scene. So, so, so in a lot of ways, the COVID nineteen thing. Um, is not new to us in terms of the challenges in healthcare delivery and uh, all the, uh, um, the uh, um, how should I say, the panic almost uh, in reacting to, to something that's unknown, that's, uh, uh, that uh, is deadly, and uh, uh, we don't know how it spreads. Uh, we're not sure, and, and we know that, uh, but we know it's a horrible thing. And, and, uh, and, and uh, uh, so, so we're actually veterans of that type of a thing, um, and then and then also through through our through our, our lifetime, we've gone through some other challenges where, you know, you guys read in the history books about um, uh, about wars, the, the last wars in in in, in uh, the Gulf War and then Afghanistan, and Iraq, and all that. Well, I was in I was in the reserves at the time, uh, and uh, so uh, Kathy could tell you uh, I think, you know, when when those things were happening. Um, uh, you know, I, as it turns out, I never had to go to, to Iraq or uh, either time, uh, but it came really close, okay? And, uh, um, and we, were, we were, you know, set up to all kinds of stuff. Um, but, but during that, those experiences, you know, uh, we, you know, it was a great challenges for us as a, as a family. And uh, I know Kathy went through some things. She, she, she could, you could ask her personally on, on some of that during those times. Uh, her joke is, any time I went away for the army, um, uh, things would go wrong. Okay, so I guess uh, I don't know what that means. You know, am I a good luck, good luck charm when I'm around or what? But anyway, um, uh, so so um, so so that's the context of our experiences in life. So so when when the pandemic comes along, it's one of many things. Okay, so so in terms of life experiences, it, it's. It's just one more thing, okay? Um, uh, but that's that's us. But as far as uh, the pandemic is concerned, I do think, uh, I do believe that um, uh, uh, in in many ways. Well, first of all, we, we you know I, I I do see that God is in control of everything, okay? Uh, and uh, this is not random. It's not uh, an accident, and it's something that um, God has put into action. And and this is uh, uh, something that. Um, uh, someday you'll be able to tell your grandchildren about uh, because uh, it is something that is once in a hundred years because uh, last time it happened in 1918, um, a worldwide pandemic. Uh, but but the, the, the story being, uh, the idea being that um, this is just another thing that God has orchestrated or allowed to happen and, and there's things that uh, we can learn from it and we can grow from it and... Um, uh, there's a lot of challenges, but, but it's real life, and it's also something that happens in a sin-cursed world, um, and uh, uh, so so it just emphasizes that to us. Now, on a personal level, I think the pandemic for me has has, has actually, um, um, as somebody said to me, it actually pushed things forward 20 years or 10 years. Um, so 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 in what I do for a living, I don't use computers very much. Okay, so this kind of pushed me into it. Uh, a year ago, I didn't know what Zoom was, you know, and um, uh, barely. Uh, Most of us didn't either. But what is yeah, Zoom? Yeah, okay, thank you. And now, now we're paying for accounts at the church. So, um, 
things like that. So, so in that sense, it was good. The other thing that Kathy reminded me is that because the pandemic happened and we had shelter in place, uh, we had to be more, I had to be more deliberate in, in, um, in uh, making connections. Uh, uh, whereas before, you know, you come to church, you're just going to go up to somebody, you just kind of talk, you know, and then you go on to the next person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But with the pandemic situation, it forced me to be much more deliberate and much more, uh, to use an overused word, intentional about making connections with people. And, and um, uh, uh, in, in order to, um, to encourage some, in, to be encouraged and also to encourage others in our walk with God. So I think that it helped me. I think, so, so if you're gonna look, talk about pandemic being, it's not necessarily bad, uh, at least for me anyway. And, and then of course, uh, in terms of uh, healthcare delivery, um, it, it, of course, that was pretty challenging. You know, you have to do a lot more stuff, but uh, but uh, but it worked. You know, all that stuff worked, and uh, um, and so so for me, I think the pandemic, I think it's okay. You know, it worked out all right. So that that's my perspective on it. The pandemic uh, gave me an opportunity to know what it was like to have Bill around. 24-7 for a couple of months, and so I called it practice for retirement because <laughs> I wasn't used to having him at home for that length of time. Uh, and so it was, you know, it was uh, good for us uh, in that sense. I think as well, um, uh, I think the pandemic was... Um, that the overused word uh, of intentionality, um, I think it made you value made you value the time uh, that you had with other people, and uh, uh, and made me desire to spend time with people. And it was, in a sense, easier. You didn't have to get in a car or go somewhere and and have commute time. It was just you just had to be there. You didn't have to go anywhere. Um, you just, uh, and so we, we would line up lots of meetings, but in that way, you concentrated on certain individuals instead of like just, um, just a casual conversation at church. And so um, I appreciated the time that I had to spend with certain individuals and I got to know certain individuals a lot better but I, I did miss this type of gathering because um, I didn't get to meet so many people and um, to feel just the warmth of a church family um, the other um, I think uh, thing I learned during the pandemic is what I actually need versus what I actually want and uh, especially in the first days when we were in sheltering in place, uh, for someone um, who likes to go out and not stay home, you know, you go out and you sh shop one time and you grab everything off the shelf that you can just because you don't know if you're going to need it. And um, to not, I think in, in, in pre-pandemic times, you would go to the store and you'd buy something and then you'd pick up extra stuff along the way because you could, you could try things on. And, and I realized that I, there were a lot of extra things that I bought that I didn't need. And, um, and I learned how to 
utilize the things that I did have um, and appreciate them. So I think it, it brought, brought to mind the things uh, of real value to me and uh, what was important and what was really necessary. And so I've, I've learned to not, I mean, I don't, if, I don't need to go out to the store. I can do it all in one run once a week versus every day go out and buy something and buy something more. And so that, um, that was one of the things with, um, uh, one, of the, one of the probably the positive things that came out of, uh, of uh, sheltering in place. What were some of the struggles during that? I mean, I, I'm speaking as if COVID is over, but it kind of is, kind of not. But what were some of the struggles for you guys? Well, if anyone knows me, I love my grandchildren. And I did not get to see them in person until about um, a month and a half ago. I couldn't hold them. Um, I couldn't read to them. Uh, couldn't hug them. And so um, it was a struggle for that. And I valued every single moment I could um, to FaceTime with them. But I also realized during that time, too, that I could border on I idolizing them. And so that was something I learned. It's a balance. And I also, a um, good reminder that um, God gave my grandchildren to my children to take care of. Uh, maybe grandparents can spoil them, but <laughs> um, uh, they are my children's responsibility. And Bill and I are there to support them and to to love them, of course, and to be as much of a part of their lives as I could. But um, uh, that was a huge struggle for me in, in that sense of not being able to see them. Uh, yeah, I guess it was more the grandchildren than the children. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for me, I think the struggle in the beginning was because uh, you know, because we, you know, I did have to shut my office for two and a half months, and but but again, I, I think even though it was a struggle in the sense that, you know, because I had to fill out some uh, paperwork uh, recently, and um, for those two months, the income is zero, you know, just zero, okay, uh, um, and uh, uh, of course, it's the cost that continue on even though the income is zero. Um, I think that's the first time since I started working where I had months where I saw zero. You know, uh, but then, but then, but then, God taught me something about from all that, which is, which is, I didn't need it. You know, I found out I did not need that, um, which is another reason why I said it's okay to retire. <laughs> but, but, uh, um, but, but that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought to have zero, and then you still have expenses going on. Although, in in, in retrospect, of course, God, God was showing me you don't need it, and and I don't. You know, and uh, but 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 the beginning was was pretty um, pretty uh, uh, worrisome, you know. But but that's that's my weakness. I didn't wasn't trusting God in that that respect. But it was a lesson. It was a lesson for me, you know. So um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that in the beginning when Bill responded, you said that you guys endured different type of trials, and almost warning, <clears throat> almost warning us that even though we've gone through this pandemic, there could be something worse down the line that we'll have to endure. And those things are gonna be tested again, our, our convictions and our desires and preferences and everything's gonna be tested uh, again. And um, 
it's a sobering thought, but it's also an encouraging thought too that there's nothing new under the sun and like there's no pandemic or war that's outside of God's sovereign hand and that if he places people in trials, it's designed to make them godlier. And what I fear, and I'm sure some of you guys are fearful as well, is that the lessons that we learned or that we think we learned is only for that time, meaning like you talk about cherishing your relationships, but then right when we return, then all of a sudden like we don't care about them as much. Uh, the apathy comes back. And that's, I think, the danger that we don't, we, that we s wasted that last year of learning and refining that we aren't really as mature as we, you know, we, we, we just wasted that trial. And that's, I think it's just something that's very helpful to hear from you guys, the things that you're learning, things that you struggled with, and hopefully that translates differently in your life like going forward. And for us, the same thing. All of us have gone through different things, and hopefully these things have matured us, that we're godlier, way more godlier now than, than when we were 2019 or early 2020. Um, speaking of history, how have you guys seen SFBC changed? Because, Bill, you're like, SFBC royalty because your sisters were like the founding members. Um, but have you seen SFBC change in the last, how many, 50 something years? Yeah, if my sisters are royalty, then I'm just a princeling, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, yeah, no, um, so, so what I've seen in, in San Francisco Bible Church is that I think all of you here this evening, um, you're actually at San Francisco Bible Church at probably the best time that San Francisco Bible Church has ever been. You know, uh, really. I, I think um, um, uh, uh, we, we've got three good pastors in, in the English department. We've got some really good elders in, in the Cantonese department. Um, we've got lots and lots of people who are very uh, dedicated, uh, hardworking, um, and, and who are walking with the Lord, who are leading ministries. Um, this is actually a very good time for San Francisco Bible Church. Um, I think part of it is because uh, I think we're, 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 we're teaching the Word of God um, more diligently and um, more accurately than, than what I've seen. Um, so I've been in, at San Francisco Bible Church since 1967. Uh, of course, I was quite a youngster then. Uh, I, I kind of, uh, uh, but, but, but there, there's a lot of changes. And, but I think the changes recently, the last, I would say the last, uh, 10, 15 years uh, uh, have been, uh, I guess, a real good growth time for SFBC. Um, prior to that, we had a lot of struggles. Um, it started out pretty good, but then, but then there were struggles. Uh, and the struggles usually uh, stem from leadership, okay? And uh, so definitely pray for your leadership uh, all, all across the board. Um, and, and that's usually where, where trouble starts. And that's why I think when you, when you read the you know, read, read the epistles and, and you, you read the New Testament. Uh, it, it's always telling, you know, telling, you, telling, you know, talking about false teachers and talking about uh, uh, how you're supposed to, uh, the leaders, you're, you know, are supposed to grow and, you know, the qual qualifications of leadership, all, all that type of stuff uh, and, and uh, all these corrections that go on. Um, but um, I think, I think um, overall, I think it's, it's on the right path. We're not there. But we never will be. But but I think uh, there's still lots of room for improvement. And but the improvement is not for the sake of improving the church itself. I think the improvement has to be for each each everybody who's in here, how you and how I uh, become more and more Christ-like uh, throughout our lives. Uh, to, 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 
you know, read, read, read the word, study the word, and then, and then have, it, have it change our lives. Um, something that's implicit in everything that's been going on in our conversation right now is that, uh, is that you know, God, God indwells every believer. And how does everybody see God? God is seen by human beings in believers. So we, we actually are, I guess in a lot of ways, you could actually say we are, uh, you know, we are how people see God. Okay, it's our lives. Uh, and, uh, and we know this. You know, that, well, why, would, why would the Holy Spirit be indwelling us? You know, so, so um, and that's a great privilege. But it's also sometimes if you think about it a little bit more, it's a scary thought. Okay, because God's living in me. Uh, and, and, and other people see God uh, working through me or through us. And, and so really what the purpose of the church is, is, is to glorify God in building up each one of us and for us to encourage one another. I mean, that's the function of a church. It's not San Francisco Bible Church per se. Uh, if, if it were to fall apart, it's okay. You know, our HVAC system doesn't work, although it feels like it's working. Um, but, uh, uh, but no, it's not. I can see that it's not. It's not speaking. The, the buildings can break. Uh, people move in and out of churches. There was one question that was talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, a little bit about churches and people in churches and stuff. But but anyway, it's it's how we are, and and, and we can move on, go to another church. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm gonna miss Brianna a lot, you know, and you know when she goes away, and I'm going, oh, yeah. but you know what? She's she's gonna go 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 down to Irvine, and she's gonna work with another local church, and she's gonna encourage them. Uh, and there's others, you know, I know uh, Joshua, Jen, and some of you others are, are going to be moving moving around, and there's, there's other people who have come in here. And, 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 but we, um, we bring, uh, uh, how should I say, uh, something that um, God wants uh, us to bring. And we, we all have a role. We're all, we're all important in his eyes in that sense. So that's what the church is about. It's not really necessarily... Um, a culture of a church, although every church has a culture. I mean, every 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 epistle, um, you know, the Corinthians, all right, uh, Thessalonians, Philippians, they all had a culture in their church, and there's a culture in this church too. But but it's bigger than that. The bigger, it's much bigger than that. It's individual believers and how we, uh, you know, display God to one another, and how we encourage each other, and how we continue to be more and more like Christ-like. And so and so when you get to heaven. It won't be as big of a jump <laughs> to, to be Christ-like. For some of you, it will be a huge jump. But for others, hopefully not so much. <laughs> Kathy, how have you seen SFBC change? When I first came to SFBC, um, I came, Bill and I, uh, when we got married, um, we had to decide which church to go to. And, um, and during with a lot of different factors, um, it, uh, we, we uh, decided to make SFBC as our home church. But I can say truthfully, SFBC was not my home church for many years. I didn't feel at home, uh, I'd say for at least five years. Uh, it didn't feel like home. But one day, and I don't know when it was, it was home to me because it was the church to me here is um, it's not the building, but it's it's the family and um, the church family here. And we've seen the church family change. And as Bill says, it, it does change uh, because people 
um, they move on to other churches, whether it's because of a geographic change or not. But um, uh, I have seen it, um, I think, through the years um, as a more gospel-oriented church and, um, and uh, a church that uh, seeks to uh, preach, teach, and follow um, the Bible. And so um, that's how I've seen it change through the years. And um, um, I appreciate um, just the leadership that has brought us thus far. Uh, All right, one more question. Then we'll go to a, like a lightning round kind of thing. Um, one of the things that our church is slowly moving towards is discipleship. In your life, who are the people that mentored you that you're modeling yourself after? Um, it could be a Sunday school teacher, family member, friend. Who are the people that impacted you the most? Well, there, there's a lot of people actually that uh, I think uh, I've had have an influence on me. Um, you know, uh, like I mentioned, so many. Uh, uh, there's uh, for to ver varying degrees. Um, you know. Uh, I know we just uh, said goodbye to Victor Kwong not too long ago. Uh, you know, I co-taught with him. I mean, actually, I was his student teacher for me for for a while there, and uh, so so he had some in, he had he had influence on me, um, and uh, um, and then there was a, a, a gentleman. Uh, he's he's long gone. Uh, Jerry Chung. When I was in high school, he was like the high school sponsor, and so he spent a lot of time with with, with our group. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, of course, uh, Pastor Sen, who did, can't remember my name, but he had influence because of the way he taught, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, but he, he, did, he, he, never, did, he never did figure out my name, so <laughs> that's okay, but, but he had influence on me, um, and uh, um, uh, so, so there's, there's many, uh, but not one in particular, I don't think, uh, that uh, um, had, uh, um, you know, that I could say that uh, I really modeled myself after. So there's a, a lot of different people that, which which actually is not such a bad thing, you know, because I get I get I get I got a lot of uh, different input from a lot of different people, and uh, um, so um, it's, it's very helpful. I mean, that's that's I guess sort of like a church family. But I don't have a, I, I wouldn't say I had a church father, you know, or a church uncle, uh, so to speak. Um, then there's always Bobby Chang too, you know. He, everybody, every, you know. Uh, so, so there's a lot, a lot of that that generation. So, I will say that um, the person who probably had the most uh, impact uh, would be my sister, who introduced me to um, Christianity. And um, my sister is someone who. Um, I not, did not necessarily keep in contact with constantly, but she was one person who I could always depend on um, uh, to laugh with me, to cry with me, and to pray with me, and to not judge me. And she, uh, uh, she's encouraged me. Um, she's the one who uh, thought she could never marry a pastor, but she did. Uh, and uh, I am so thankful for her. 
Um, but there are a lot of other people in, that have influenced me in my life. And in very, in, not in a, a like, oh, they spent like tons of time with me, but just in their acts of kindness to me that I remember. And uh, I think especially in the stage of life you, you guys are at, um, the stage of life uh, when I was at that time is just the, um, you would call the older generation, but it would be like the um, generation of um, uh, families that had kids. They would, um, they would encourage me just by inviting me over for a meal or stopping to talk to me or, or they noticed that I seemed fragile at that moment and oh, come, come talk to me. Uh, just, just those encouragements of I'm, okay, I'm good with spending time with you, I care about you. And so my encouragement to all of us is that, you know, it doesn't matter how, uh, it, even the small things that you do when you talk to people, the small acts of kindness, whether it's a smile, whether it's uh, a phone call, a message, a tap on the shoulder, uh, just an acknowledgement that you're alive and you're here, I think it can make a, all the difference to someone and you don't even know it. So um, uh, that, that's how different people touched me and I remember them in um, a Sunday school teacher or you know, just, just someone who just um, cared about me for a brief moment, but it made an impact on my life. And uh, you know, I, my encouragement is that you can be that impact on someone else's life that you don't even know about. Yeah, I like that. It's almost tying to what you guys talk about with the church, the church question that you guys are in each other's life, that the church is not the physical building, that we cannot have the building and still have the church. We have, we have each other, we, there's means by which we contact each other and just, it, we just have to be intentional, um, be creative at times, but the point is that we're at least trying to be in each other's lives. And there's a wisdom in having a multitude of counsel as well, that there's other people, whoever it is, different people, you know, we're all just like hodgepodges of those that poured into our lives. Um, okay, so here's some lightning round question. These are just kind of, I mean, you could explain the, your answer, but you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I you know, kind of list these things? So. What's your favorite Christian hymn or song? And you can explain why if you like. Sorry, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make you ungodly, by the way. <laughs> um, I will say that my, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but the first song that comes to mind is It Is Well With My Soul. And that song comes to mind because um, it's the song we sang at my mother's funeral. And uh, just the premise of how that song was written by someone who was in pain. And uh, yet he could say, it is well with my soul. And um, because of that, it reminds me, whatever, whatever state you're in, that uh, you can you can be well with the Lord. What's your favorite Bible verse and why? Oh, oh that, that one is, that one I do have. Uh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I usually, I like, um, and it doesn't mean this is more important than any other scripture. It's just one that I, I like. It's uh, Philippians chapter four, you know, it's that, it's that whole section, you know, about, uh, 
rejoicing in the Lord, and, 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 then, and then it goes on to letting your mind dwell on what is, uh, you know, what is good and all that stuff. So, so that's actually my favorite passage. But, but, um, but um, again, it's, it doesn't mean it's necessarily more important than any other scripture. I have, um, I, I have my T2 group to thank for these um, and, and some other, um, other friends to thank for these, but um, a couple, I can't narrow it down, a couple of my favorite uh, verses would be um, Ephesians uh, 4, 31, 32, talking about um, letting, letting go of bitterness, anger, and wrath, and letting kindness and forgiveness um, uh, and, and being tender-hearted, uh, just as God has been so to us. Um, the other, uh, I also like Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, uh, where um, we are to put others um, others in, uh, to, be con to consider others above ourselves. And um, the one section that I've been working on in memorizing, and memorizing is not, a, not one of my strengths, but um, I've been working on it, is Romans 12, 9 through 21, and, uh, and it, it talks about um, just the characteristics of a Christian. And as, as I try to remember the words to those verses, I'm actually meditating on them. And so um, that's why they're especially, um, especially, uh, has especially blessed me is because uh, I, have to, I, I do it in the shower, I do it before I go to sleep, I do it when I have a spare moment. And it has helped me in different situations. Uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, that first talks about that. That first talks about that. And uh, I, I found it extremely helpful. So uh, I would challenge you, even if you don't feel like you can memorize, to, to give it a try. Put that, put that little verse on your bedstand or, or wherever is good, your mirror or on your phone, on, on your whatever page, and challenge you. And, uh, you know, it's really nice to have, not even to have to pull out a Bible or anything, but just to have it right in your head and right, right there when, when uh, you least expect that you need it. Yeah, Psalm 118, you cherish God's word in your heart. You, you, you hide it in your heart so you do not sin against the Lord. So, yeah, it's, that's wise, memorizing scripture. It is, it's not easy for anyone. I think that's, it's unnatural for us to memorize God's word because of our sinfulness. So don't feel bad, Kathy. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> Outside of the Bible, what's your favorite Christian book that you recommend? Uh, so right now I've been um, I've been working with somebody. Uh, anyway, he uh, right now we're we're kind of doing leadership type stuff. Um, so I, I kind of like I really like uh, Twelve Ordinary Men, um, John MacArthur. Okay. But, uh, um, doesn't have to be John MacArthur's stuff always, but uh, it just happens to be right now that that's that's something I I'm, I've been you know uh, I'm working with. So I'm not a reader, um, but I did read a book recently that I really <laughs> I really enjoyed. I'm trying to get the name of the title of it uh, on here, but it was um, a book by Jerry Bridges, and it it. It was actually kind of his biography, but um, uh, it 
it helped explain to me about God's providence. I'm trying to get it online here, but it's not pulling up. So if you want the name of the book, I can tell you later. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite dessert? Um, you know, it's whatever we have at home right now. Because right now we have this um, this uh, organic chocolate fudge, uh, um, something other, you know, but, but fudge yeah, fudge bar. So, so it kind of reminds me of fudge sickles. But but of course that's not the high end stuff. The high end stuff, uh, it's that's what we go on cruises for to get the higher end <laughs> stuff. So yeah, gelato. What's your favorite season and why? I assume this means seasons of, um, you know, like uh, spring, sub summer, autumn, and fall. Uh, or, uh, autumn and fall is the same. Uh, autumn and winter. Yeah. Um, that's how I interpret a question. Not like. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what the question means. So I would say autumn. I like autumn the best because because uh, um, uh, you know we actually have. Um, you know the you know the Chinese um, pictures. You know they have the four seasons. You know you guys know what I'm talking about. They have, they, they have the California people. Are like, what, what are seasons? Uh, yeah, California <laughs> people don't know what seasons are. But but actually they, they have this thing where you have uh, um, uh, four pictures of the seasons, and um, and uh, 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 so, so we actually have that in our living room. But um, but I like the fall the best. And the reason why I think I like the fall the best is because. Uh, and this is from purely a worldly point of view. Okay, purely worldly point of view. The scripture doesn't really say any season is necessarily better than another, right? Um, in fact, if you go to Israel, there really are no seasons. It's always hot. But, um, um, but, um, but I think of the fall because uh, if you look at the kind of the overall wisdom, you would say that's the time of life that you, you've gone through a lot of things, but you're still strong enough to enjoy it and to use it and to be able to apply it. Um, but then around the corner is winter time when, when, you're, when you probably, even though you know a lot of stuff, but you're not gonna be able to you know, get around and, um, you know, uh, uh, and uh, it's kind of like you know, everything's breaking down. And um, uh, so, so, I mean, that would be kind of a worldly wisdom type of a thing. Um, and, um, uh, it kind of reminds you a little bit of that Ecclesiastes passage where everything's breaking apart. You know, <laughs> Pastor Ray knows he's been preaching through that. Uh, I'm breaking know. apart, so I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but that's winter, you know. But but autumn, yeah, that's a, that's a good time. That's a good time. Good time uh, for the year, and that's also harvest time, right? That's harvest time when you gather in the things that uh, you've planted in the past, and now you're you're harvesting it. So autumn, if you want to talk about the wor wor worldly type wisdom, that, that's a good time. Spring. Why spring? Flowers? Or um, new life. New life and um, long days. Bill's like anticipating death and you're just like, oh, new life. <laughs> you guys compliment each other very well. <laughs> Well, I have a lot more questions, and I'm sure some of, some of your answers spark some questions in their mind as well. Um, but this is just, and we're going to end here. Uh, we might do this more down the line. But again, this is just this is just for like a tip of the iceberg for all of you, especially for some of your incoming freshmen that like want to learn. He, you know, Bill and Kathy are, and all the stuff that you heard today is just like a tip of the tip of the iceberg. 
I love hearing and asking them questions and hearing advice and biblical principles and how to apply it. They've been a treasure to me, and I, and I know for some of you, they've been a treasure to you as well. Um, I guess maybe the last question is, how can we be praying for you? Um, I, I think um, what you can pray for us is that we, um, and this is a phrase that um, I got from Dale, um, Dale, Dale, Elder Dale Lowe, and that's for us to finish well. You know, that's the prayer for, for us, that we like to finish well. Um, and because uh, uh, we anticipate a lot of um, uh, changes that are kind of like winter-like changes, okay? And, and so, and so that, uh, but, but even as we approach that stage of our life, uh, our lives, that, that we would uh, um, continue to, uh, um, you know, to walk with God and, and to, uh, and to um, uh, be, uh, um, you know, be able to have our lives point towards him. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys for uh, taking the time. I know it was kind of intimidating to speak, but I, I love talking with you guys. And I'm sure, again, you guys, uh, this is just one of the resources of our church, uh, just dear saints in our life, in our church here. Um, so let's, let's thank them by, by clapping and you know, praising them. <laughs> All right, let me close our time in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for Bill and Kathy and how they model the life of faithfulness. And we ask that you continue to be with them, uh, allow them to finish, finish strong, finish well. Uh, Lord, we're thankful for the opportunity to come back uh, today and even uh, this coming Sunday. And Lord, we don't know what the future may hold, but we do want to be faithful. Um, may we continue to strive to know you and to cherish your word uh, in our hearts. Uh, and to love you more each and every single day. Thank you for this time. Uh, may you bless the time that we have now as we fellowship with one another. In your precious name. Amen. Thank you, guys. <laughs>